0: Queens, the podcast where two dorks watch and discuss movies and TV shows we love. I'm your host Q. I'm your host Arian. This week we're going to be discussing Westworld, Firefly, Steven Universe, The Boys, and Devs. Let's get right on into it with some fun industry news. I know, yeah. yeah. I know we were going to be finishing Firefly, so I found an interesting article, because I know you're very sad. I warned you there were two episodes left. <laughs> I wasn't... Didn't, I didn't you take still did you You warning. There were two left. I told you it was a very sad end. I warned you. Yeah. But the pain... Oh, yeah. the pain is still real. <laughs> I shared with you this fun, fun article to me that why Firefly should get a revival now in mm-hmm. 2021 Without Josh Whedon.
1: You know, I had a thought about that. I did think about that just because now with all of his his stuff going on and this Firefly was a Josh 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 Wheedon show. Yeah. If I could speak or say names. Um
0: <laughs> Why does have that, that, that sound so much like Josh?
1: It's Josh. Josh, yeah. Yeah. It's Josh. Anyway. Um, but yeah, if he like this that's his show like is he going to allow someone to do it without him? Really? Because he's gotten diehard fans off of that. So... Exactly. Is he going to give it to, like, a J.J. Abrams or, you know, uh, a Shonda Rhimes, which would be hilarious, but... <laughs>
0: <laughs> that would be great. I would be excited to see either either of them direct a Firefly revival, honestly. Like, my my pick like a- would be... J.J. Like Abrams. brothers, Yeah. Yeah. Something yeah. like that. Like, I would pick... Uh, if Joss Whedon were to willingly give this away to someone, J.J. Abrams would be my first pick just because I enjoyed what he did with uh, Star Trek, the new mm-hmm. Star Trek movies. I did enjoy those. What he's been putting out lately, I enjoy what he brings to kind of the sci-fi and fantasy realms of some of these films that he's done. I think he would do a good job at a revival if they can convince Joss Whedon to not do it, to not revive his baby, basically.
1: To not put up a stink and just be like, here you go. So I did, I did think about that, like, if they were going to revive it with all of his like uh troubles he wouldn't be able to helmet not not really he's being canceled pretty hard so
0: yeah he's being canceled pretty hard and the other thought that i have was is obviously it wouldn't be a revival with the entire original cast shepherd book the actor who played him has sadly passed away he is yeah. no longer with us and Alan Tudyk, Nathan Fillion, we love them. and
1: They got too big.
0: Yeah, they got too big. (laughs) And I think if they were to do a revival, it would be similar to what Star Wars did with the most recent trilogy. It's passing the torch off to a new generation with a newer cast of characters. Mm -hmm. Or they could really reel it back and do a flashback they're younger they're off doing their own side adventure yeah type they situation could. it would be interesting for sure
1: it would, it would definitely be interesting I mean just kind of my last thing on it I if they're going to redo it my thing would be just a whole a whole reboot like why not your story was yeah. our it wasn't even finished in the first place so you have sure. that chance to start over and start your story again and now it's you know everyone says it was um before it's time now it is your time to go ahead and do the storylines that you thought was going to be too harsh for the tv of 2005 2003 2005 it was early
0: 2000 yeah
1: so like you know a lot has changed a lot you can do a lot more now i i would actually you know i would want them to do a full reboot not that i don't now love these original characters (laughs) but i mean it's you the story them themselves like you can do so much better with it now so
0: Yeah, especially depending on what network it gets picked up by. The amount of graphic content you could show, like you couldn't show in the early 2000s. -hmm. It would be great. great. I'm here for it.
1: Yeah. Well, um, you know... I saw something that you sent me which I'm surprised you caught this one before I did apparently I'm losing my touch but (laughs) Netflix Netflix is making a show to compete with the boys one that we are actually still watching called Jupiter's Legacy which I have not heard anything about so I was super surprised that they're going to go through this way I don't know who any of these people are like I'm, I'm sure Sure, I've seen them, and when I actually see them on screen, I'm gonna do that. Oh, hey, you're gonna pull that guy. Release. That's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I just, I mean, good on you, Netflix. I understand you wanted to, to do this, but. Yeah, I'm yeah. looking through the pictures again. I'm just like, oh, hey, already. Because I do know them. Of course I know them. It's just the beards and stuff. I'm just like, wait, what?
0: Exactly. What? I don't like you <laughs> slap a beard on somebody and they're a whole new person. Pretty much. No idea. Who you
1: are. <laughs> slap a beard on somebody, someone, shave them clean shaven, and you're just like, Mm-mm. who are you?
0: <laughs> exactly. And there's already like comparisons being made about the main character in Jupiter's Legacy and Homelander. Uh, Like, is he more powerful than Homelander? And there's already a lot of comparisons being made. And I'm interested to see how Netflix goes about competing with the boys, which is already a very well-established show in this kind of genre and already has a very compelling hit-you-like-a-truck storyline. Yeah. So I wonder what they're going to pull to actually compete with that. I I'm interested on in how
1: they're going to make it different, but make it the same. Like if it's something that has it mm-hmm. that you want set up against the boys, it's going to have to be slightly sim- similar to their storyline of, um, you know, yeah. As we've said before, that these heroes are not saints. They're not really heroes. Um, so there's that. And then how how are they going to make it different? Because it cannot just be shot for shot the same because then no one's watching it yeah. because they already have a show like that. So exactly. I'm. I mean, I don't, I don't dislike Netflix superhero shows so far. It's basically, you know, the Marvel shows, which again, totally love, and Umbrella oh, yeah. Academy, which super love. So, I'm, <laughs> again, as well as like, I don't know how you
0: caught this before I did. <laughs> I don't know. I was, I literally, because you know how Google like pops up those uh, article uh, suggestions to you sometimes. Mm-hmm. It just popped up one day, and I was like, oh, Netflix is making a show like that? And I read it, and I was like, oh, my God, Darian needs to know about this. Our (laughs) beloved boys has competition. Like, we have to know. So I'm surprised. I'm honestly surprised at myself that I caught it before you. Yeah. Like, I really am.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I'm I'm surprised about that. I am not surprised, however, that there are now rumors coming out about that new Superman that we talked on Mm -hmm. uh, last week that, oh, Michael B. Jordan actually might not be in it and that it might not be Calvin Ellis I'm, I am now starting to take these with a grain of salt because now we're getting into rumor territory. Yeah. And until it is proven, until a studio or a director or an actor confirms, yeah. then I'm a just, you know... Let it pass on by, but Agreed. that doesn't necessarily surprise me that they're doing that.
0: It doesn't surprise me either, and it's very unfortunate that those are coming out. But once once it comes from the actual studio, the people who are like getting into this rumor territory are not going to have a single leg to stand on. Though they're going to try, yeah, they're, they're going to try. try, but. I mean- yeah, sadly,
1: that's what happened when everybody was talking about Big Hero Six being included in uh, live action MCU. I'm still sad it, about that. That it wasn't yeah, actually that was such that was a good happening. idea. <laughs> it was gonna be such it was gonna be such fun, but unfortunately, no. So not surprised. Not
0: surprised. I'm not. I'm not surprised by that. But what's something that I am surprised a little bit on mm-hmm. is how they're going to star DC Comics. Speaking of you know comic mm-hmm. book DC Comics is going to be celebrating the lgbtq plus qa community and some of their mm-hmm. characters who are in and within that community with a i believe it's an 80 page anthology comic nice which is really really pretty freaking cool like yeah to me like i love a lot of, we still have miles to go yeah but with a lot more of the representation that is out there with brand mm-hmm. new characters and not altering canonical characters but celebrating those characters that are canonically within this community and creating new characters that are a part of this community to give people that set sense of hey that's me yeah is Pretty cool. I think that like, this is a well, step I, in that right direction.
1: I I think it's a step in the right direction. I'm you know I'm really excited for it. Like it's I just love reading new stuff. So I I would love to see it. Definitely. And then even in the article, the picture they showed is um, basically. Their comic versions or the illustration versions of a storyline that's happening in that Harley Quinn cartoon that that was Mm -hmm. on DC Universe, which then just, you know, they just glommed onto HBO Max. But yeah, yeah. Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy is part of that part of their storyline. So, I mean, even that was kind of, again... You don't need to make someone bi or gay uh, just to fit in that diversity. But the way they worked it in was more she was dating the Joker and Harley Quinn is just so chaotic, (laughs) so chaotic in general, (laughs) that who knows what she's into. So that was that was really nice. That was really nice. Um, I'm here for it. I like it. I like that they're doing it. It is. I like more that they're not just doing it in in June. I mean, they are releasing it in June because that's the perfect time. But right. it's nice that they announced it before then than just June
0: 1st. Oh, look. Look, LGBTQ. Look. So. Exactly. It's not like they're trying to capitalize on that month of June like so many other companies do. Mm-hmm. So many mm-hmm. other companies try to capitalize on that month. Just to gain, you know, the you know the LGBTQ plus QA community vote or side or patronage, and it just is you no. Know, there's no representation after that. After that point, it, it's gone. You yeah. know, and unfortunately, that happens with a lot of movements in you know in our society today. So the fact I agree that they did this way sooner. Mm-hmm. So that their intentions are not about that. Their intentions are to really spread that diversity within yeah. the community. So that 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 touched home for me. So I thought that was nice. Little fuzzy, yeah. little fuzzy heartwarming. Little fuzzy
1: Um, Yeah, but, you know, one of the last things that we need to touch on, I did send you the trailer that they put out for Kung Fu. The yes. reboot that CW was making that we talked about last week as well. Yes. Um mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I, was really, oh. I was really excited about it, even though I still have my reservations because of the whole backstory. But mm-hmm. I mean, it looks really good. I love that it's mostly an Asian cast like yes. there should be more like that. And they have heard at least they are trying to play into the time. So I ain't mad at you. I ain't mad at you.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm not mad at it at all. And. I've said this before, I'll say this again. I am a huge martial art, kung fu, <laughs> like, action movie nerd. I love mm-hmm. them, love them all. Like, Jackie Chan, Jet Li, all of them. All and them. I watched this and rewatched this trailer about five times in a row. <laughs> it just looks good. So, I, I mean, I have my reservations, too, for reasons that were in the other episode. But I'm excited. I'm, I'm excited, excited for yeah. it. And super, super quick, the last thing that I had for you this morning, actually... Oh, yeah, this morning. Uh, One of my favorite movies of our childhood, and I think... For a lot of this generation and our generation, even generations before, a timeless classic, Shrek. Yes, Shrek. That, that timeless God, classic. Going, exactly. Coming to theaters for its 20 year anniversary. Can you believe Oof. it's been 20 years?
1: Yeah, I can't believe that. Ooh, I feel old. <laughs> Like,
0: the time is so wibbly wobbly right now, but. 20 years that just hit me like a years. truck and i was oh. like wow but it's such it's such a classic it's so good
1: <laughs> it is it's so good like not only was it funny when i was nine but when i turned uh you know now as an adult when i can get the adult jokes it's even funnier
0: oh. i love it when it happens like that <laughs> exactly. Those little nuggets that they put in there you know to get yeah. the adults to watch it oh yeah oh, like
1: it's, I love little nuggets now that I'm an adult and I get them
0: exactly <laughs> now that we understand and understanding is half the battle it seems especially with the show that we finally started the second season on yeah West second World. West. <laughs> <laughs> can you explain Hit to me. me why every time I watch this show and every time we talk about it <laughs> My mind just gets burst to pieces with oh, yeah. how good it is. <laughs> like it's oh, yeah. just yeah, yeah. The writing uh, the writing alone. Like if you were to put this out in a novel format I would burn through all the books as quick as I could. Oh, for
1: sure. And I'm sure Westworld is an actual book somewhere. But, I mean, this this iteration of Westworld, if it was yeah. actually made into a book, yes. That would be a doorstopper that you'd be like, yeah. oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, exactly.
0: my God. <laughs> I would be in line, in snow, like midnight, 2 a.m. release. I would do that oh, for yeah. this book if it were one. <laughs> but the thing that I really like of how they drop you into the second season. Because I love this, as you've seen with my favorite episode of Firefly, which we talked Mm -hmm. about last week. Yeah. Where you get dropped in the middle of shit happening Mm -hmm. and you have flashbacks and puzzle pieces and clues. It's like you're playing detective trying to fit all these little pieces of time together in a timeline. I love that so much. It's so engaging to me. And they (laughs) do it on a grand scale of two weeks. Because they say that it's like it happened two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, ago. yeah. So what the fudge man that's i mean essentially
1: most of the season is going to be that two week time period that you seem to have lost Mm -hmm. and again Mm -hmm. they're going to be messing with uh timelines and people's perceptions and memories so season two definitely doubled down on what season one ended on so that's yeah again i love it um I can't wait for you to go through all of those oh shit moments cuz that's going to be amazing.
0: <laughs> there were so many already because we find out that um there is a secret like underground uh I call it research lab small yeah. <laughs> where there are like, other hosts, but they're not hosts. They're, like, assistant hosts? I forget what they exactly call them. But really? they're just plain, white, faceless drone hosts, I think is yeah, what they're Yeah, they're the drones, drone yeah. And they're seeming to collect data, but not data on the host. You said this to me last week. yeah. Not data on the host, data on the fucking guests.
1: Yep.
0: (laughs) Like, DNA and film of them. So that's thinking to me of, like, oh, God, are they going to, like, collect this incriminating... Evidence and data <laughs> on some like big hotshot, you know, business <laughs> competition and blackmail them? Are they going to go full corporate espionage like they haven't already? Like, like are they haven't right already. Super all corporate espionage. I mean, I
1: again, I know. But <laughs> you kind of like when they when when I first saw that they were collecting data on the guests the first time, it was it was like the greatest like social experiment that I had ever seen, like social and psychological experiment on right we're We're gonna basically manufacture a Lord of the Flies moment
0: yeah these rich people (laughs) exactly it's lord of the flies packaged all pretty with a little bow on top of here you go yeah exactly and it's It's like like, we're totally not going to use this data to incriminate you at all (laughs) all. (laughs) of course not who would do that (laughs) it's it's beautiful because now you're even finding out there's corruption within the organization what Mm -hmm. they're doing corporate has a totally different idea to of what they want to happen than what the management wants to happen than what the creators want to happen than what ford wanted to happen and my whole thing is is ford knew what he was doing all along like he you know oh yeah of course you know he knew
1: He knew what he was doing the whole time. Of course he did. Um, I think Ford's plan had been happening for years. Yeah. Maybe not, you know for the full 30 years or 30 plus years but mm-hmm. he had been putting this together for years.
0: For absolutely, so. absolutely it's so intricate and so well done, there's absolutely no way he would have been able to do this in a year in two yeah. years. This is a long con that's going to burn the whole thing, burn it down to the ground burn it down to the ground exactly yeah, exactly it down just, to the ground
1: no i i'm excited for you to get to all those oh shit moments i'm trying really hard not to give anything away because they are that good um, i know I will and i'm say, such a
0: spoiler goblin i want to know
1: <laughs> you want to know yeah no and i and i will say i love that now um size more is his name actually Sizemore? You see, this is what I said. I pulled up Sizemore. the t- I pulled up the names this time, and I
0: still didn't actually check. <laughs> <laughs> I have two still names there. written down. None of them are for Westworld at None all. None of them are for so, Westworld. But Sizemore, uh, I remember thinking, oh, they pick on him so much. I mean, he kind of deserves it. He's a little shit. He is, but,
1: but they they pick on him so much. But I do love his uh, team up with Mave. Um, I feel like. I, again, first time I saw it, I thought that that was a hilarious team up because she Absolutely. like even had that little moment of when she said a line and he goes, I wrote that for you. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, yeah, it was pretty, it was pretty pedestrian, but what can you do?
0: <laughs> exactly. He's, he just has that moment of, oh, yeah. <laughs> and you can't help but feel bad for him. Mm-hmm. In a way, I mean, in the back of your head, you're like, but he's one little white shit. He's yeah, one he little plot shit. But, but yeah. I feel so bad at the same time. <laughs> and now you're kind of rooting for him in a way of like, oh, I want you to actually make it out alive. Like, it, please make it out alive. <laughs> you make it now?
1: Oh.
0: <laughs> yeah, but I, I love that whole dynamic with... Hector and Maeve, and how mm-hmm. they've kind of fallen in love, and, and Sizemore's like, no, 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 that's not supposed to happen, and they just both yeah. give him a big middle finger and say, nope, it, it's happening, we don't care, we're, we're awake, yeah. we're alive, we don't care about your storyline yeah. anymore. And then the I... whole dynamic of uh, Wyatt, you know, Dolores, Dolores, Wyatt, and her trying to wake up Teddy, but mm-hmm. Teddy still fighting so hard with his um, programming of, I am the good guy. I am the morally morally aligned character. Uh, And even knowing what I know now, that this world is not real, that I am made for the enjoyment and destruction of others, Mm -hmm. I'm still going to try to be the good guy.
1: Yes and and that's something I I will at least say this um because it's not so much a spoil you spoiler but this is you know you kind of want I want you to get there on your own but I still want to mention this you start to see in that instant and then later on as it as it goes by um Dolores wants freedom but she wants her version of freedom so just you know being like i you know i take back my life i know what's real i know what's not and i'm still going to play the good guy is not good enough for her that's not what she wants she wants you to realize that they've been messing with you and to choose her side so, if you, exactly. so even then, it's not that she wants them to have freedom. She wants them to be with her or be in her army or on her faction. Oh, so. absolutely.
0: It's freedom on her terms. And I definitely caught that. Yeah. That Dolores, will Wyatt, this personality, mm-hmm. is definitely evil. Not in any way, shape, or form a good personality. Yeah. Also very, you know, messed up in a way that... She wants, like you said, wants the freedom, but wants it in her terms and her control. Which paralleled for me, Mm -hmm. Sir William, Sir William, Sir (laughs) William, the man in black. Yes, not too different. The two of them, Wyatt and William, in in some ways, to me. Oh, yeah, no, they are not different at all. He he,
1: she is exactly what he made her with all of his brutalness and all the times he's come to see her, quote unquote. And she is basically he is exactly as she made him where he's frustrated that he glimpsed glimpsed something real and had to go back to his fake life of marrying into a family company and having that realization like with Logan was you know making fun of him about it you know you you got second tier middle management and you thanked me for it You're yeah pathetic. exactly and so he had to go back to that so exactly so yeah. it's that, that they're whole, perfect together
0: <laughs> exactly it's that whole I had a taste of utopia I had it it was in my hand and now I have to let it go yep it's so cool to see how they parallel them together mm-hmm. because at the end of season one, Dolores hates William, hates the man in black. When she finally remembers it is William, yeah, she hates him. And she, I'm gonna quote Star Wars, you've become the very thing you swore to destroy. Oh, yeah. Like it's beautiful. The poetic beauty of it is so great. <laughs> and I can't wait to see how William reacts because Ford is fucking with him in this new game. He's fucking with him so hard. So hard. It's so funny. It's funny to me. I love it.
1: I just again, I don't want to give. I don't want to give the game away, but. E- even, even when I watched it the first time, um, I don't think Ford cared about him at all. Like, not in that sense where he wanted to fuck with him. I think Ford's whole thing was that he found William, or the man in black, amusing. Mm-hmm. That, you know, one, you know, thank you for your money so I can open my park. But yeah. two, you're so obsessed with this game that you it's, it's not for you. And we keep trying to tell you that. I keep trying to tell you this game is not meant for you. It's meant for the hosts. It's not meant for you. Stop trying to find out because you're going to be disappointed. And, oh, you got to the end. And what were you? Disappointed. disappointed. So I, I think Ford, like for all of his machinations. <laughs> um, <The> machinations. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, don't he, I don't think he cared about William in that sense where even from uh-huh. the afterlife, he's still fucking with him. I do believe that he cared enough about Bernard being a host that even from the afterlife, he's still fucking with him. Like yeah, Bernard I can also hates Ford, as yes. you know. I hate my creator, kind of um, Frankenstein's mos- monster yeah. type deal. And I think that you know because he can, he basically was just like, I'm gonna be in every thought you have. Like I am, I am your source code. So I will be on your mind 24 seven. Yeah, 25 eight
0: seven 365. Yeah, every single <laughs> damn day. Every Poor single Bernard. Day. I hope I hope he finds some semblance of peace i guess <laughs> whatever whatever host can find for peace yeah i mean the world may never know except for me
1: except for um. exactly. <laughs> i will find out shortly i mean i feel like i should do this because of what you did to me with firefly yeah i truly when you said two episodes i was like no i think i have like four more i knew it was going to be short but i like again it's not 10 episodes so i was like i'm pretty sure i have more i didn't i had two episodes um <laughs> so i watched i watched <laughs> the last two episodes um i those last two episodes it kind of seemed like they were finally getting into their own like they had finally found their stride and for it to end once they finally found their stride is kind of heartbreaking
0: like that isn't the it
1: absolute worst <laughs>
0: Right. It's the absolute worst thing to happen to a show. That's so hard. Oh, man. But how how beautiful is it? All the hype that I gave you about this show (laughs) and how I told you, I warned you at the very beginning. I was like, it'll it'll be heartbreaking. It's going to be it's it's way too damn short. There needed to be more. It was cut. It's gonna suck. Watch it. Do it. <laughs> you, did,
1: you did warn me, but you still wanted me to have my heart broken. So, thank yes. you, Q. <laughs> hey, but, what um, for if not to suffer together great apparently um, but no I I enjoyed that entire show so every time I was watching it I kind of just wanted to compare it to the movie so I'd stop watching and be like man I should really watch the movie right now because I want to see how it lines up and how it measures up um, yeah. that last episode that was like <sighs> I like that they finally gave River like a semblance of an actual personality where you see that she's really kind of sarcastic too um, and kind of making fun of her brother and like yeah he's so hard to keep track of but I like that they also didn't just give her babble to say like now she's actually coherent enough that they finally figured out oh she can read your mind and you know that they Mm -hmm. were trying to go somewhere with that but they just could not get there of course so that was sad um the guy who played the bounty hunter i think i've only seen him one thing where he was a good guy everything else he's been a bad guy or a jerk and so when he came on screen i was like oh he's bad guy he's a bad
0: guy (laughs) (laughs) oh pretty much (laughs) every single thing he's in he's the bad guy every single time every time but he's
1: so good at it he, he is he is so that was that was hilarious and then to just have him floating in space again you could tell that they were going to do a callback with him but they couldn't um well that's exactly what i said with Chris, uh, christina hendrix that you could tell in her two episodes that you could tell that they were going to build her story up maybe maybe make it like you know they were rivals they kept me- meeting up and trying to get one over on each other um maybe she became part of the crew um i did think that that she was super crazy of course and then the yeah. bounty hunter was hilarious too. I think that's where they got the idea. I think in the movie it was um Chuoatel 4. Yep. Kind of took on that character like he wasn't necessarily mm-hmm. a bounty hunter but you could tell that the bounty hunter was going to be a big part. So, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm glad that they at least put that in the movie, but I'm sad that they, one, they kind of retconned a lot of stuff in the movie, which is why I keep wanting to watch it now that I've seen the show, Mm -hmm. and two, that they had to end the show so early, and it was back in the early 2000s when studios did not care about finishing anything if they weren't renewing it, so it was like they ghosted you. Yeah,
0: (laughs) <laughs> exactly, it left on red. It sucks. Yes, you are basically was taken, left on red. <laughs> yeah, it was taken way too soon. And I agree with you. You could tell by the last few episodes, you could see what they were trying to do. Like mm-hmm. the building blocks were starting to come together. Exactly. Everything was starting to get traction. And then it got T-boned by a semi.
1: Exactly. exactly. It's
0: so sad. That's the thing that gets me every time, even though I've seen it, a million times. Every time I watch this series and every time I watch the movie, the fact that there's no more, like, this is, it is what it is. It exists as it exists. Yeah. It's, it leaves me that feeling of feeling unsatisfied.
1: Exactly. Yeah, that's, it's, that's the same thing. And that's why it's just kind of like, I can see why you basically watch it ten times a day. No, not 10 <laughs> But (laughs) you just watch it over and over. Like eight times a day. (laughs) Right. But you watch it over and over because one, that's all there is. And two, it's that's that's really all that you have of it, of a a show that you enjoy. So you can't really keep going. You have to just rewatch it. So I yeah, no, I you know, we mentioned this beginning. I would want them to. Reboot the whole thing, just start yeah. from scratch. Still, kind of keep the bare bones. Like, I don't want them to change the story completely, that it's unrecognizable. Mm-hmm. But again, you only had 14 episodes of something. You don't really need to change anything. You could almost have it shot for shot <laughs> yeah. for the first 15 episodes and then still be able to continue on. So, exactly. I- um, I will say this I also noticed that they were doing that thing where they were overcorrecting um, especially with uh, Jane where someone some focus group, some test audience said that it was hilarious that he was so uh, dumb Love and so stupid. they yeah, and so they played that up like he can't read now. Like, right. going from the first episode, if you watch the first episode and then watch the last episode, you would be like, did he get hit in the head during the season? Is this <laughs> like, are we making fun of disabled people now? Because that's not cool. Yeah. Like, it's it's that way. And I know why they do it, because they still do that now. Like, that's one of the biggest things about watching, like, Green Arrow or The Flash on CW. They... They want the hero to be capable, of course. And they pick Mm -hmm. these heroes that are super smart on their own, or they were doing all this before on their own. But then when they pull in a character to the team, uh, who's going to fulfill that role, all of a sudden they don't know what a computer is. Like that's, (laughs) they overcorrect so hard because now someone's supposed to fill that role. And so um, I feel like Jane, that's basically what they did, that he was just supposed to be the dumb guy with the guns, and that's all he became, even though in the first one it was more that he was the mercenary, more morally gray, than Mal even, who could Mm -hmm. handle the hard stuff. If they had just kept that, that would have been okay, and then you could have shown a lot more character development. Again, I'm planning a show that only had 14 episodes, but... (laughs) You could have shown a lot more uh, character development if you had kept him at his same intelligence, which was Mm -hmm. average. Let's be honest, it wasn't super dumb. He wasn't a genius, but um, distrusting, yes. Kind of, middle Road, more harsh than even Mal, that he even questions Mal sometimes you know, build that mm-hmm. into the story that he's now trusting Mal and starting to get that sense of family that even Mal is trying to instill, like that's what he instilled in um, you know, the the dead guy, one of their lieutenants that came back to life. Mm-hmm. So
0: exactly. I, and I yeah. feel like that's part of like the that is part of the nostalgia is that you look you look back at the show and you go, Wow, Jane was such a lovable brute like Mm -hmm. he he is like that that definite trope that definite stereotype and yes I definitely feel like if they had continued on with the show if it did not get cut at 14 episodes then they should have kept him like he was in the very first few episodes totally agree and It's very sad to see that they kind of did him dirty in the character sense of that. They really did. I feel like it would have been even more lovable as that more you know, gray area, not so black and white. I do what I want, but I also take care of my team kind of person. Yeah. And then you go back to the show being over, and Mm -hmm. some of the greatest Jane moments are when he was that more not not stupid or dumb he he was dumbed down he was dumbed he was down a dumbed lot down. some of the some of the greatest lines came from that which you know is nostalgic but again did him dirty in the character sense so yeah. if they were to reboot this which i hope hoping beyond hope it happens they need to really do him a service as a character.
1: Yeah. I want I want him I want them to do him a service. Like even even when they had dumbed him down, his um I guess interactions with Mal when they were cool. Like mm-hmm. um you know with the whole uh captain I can't I can't say that I agree with saving Inara's uh friends. That's too sappy and he's just like, but they're whores. All right, I'm in. That's you know, that's a little <laughs> that's a little guy I laugh like, <laughs> like <laughs> but that was that was actually pretty cool but that didn't show yeah. that he was super dumb it showed that he was a little bit sexist and misogynist but
0: oh yeah we still have characters like that today so who cares <laughs> exactly but what are your yeah what are your final thoughts on firefly did i bring you over to the dark side of suffering
1: (laughs) uh firefly was very very like i said it was very easy to watch i wanted to just binge watch the whole thing as is usually my norm but i'm trying to be better of that for the (laughs) podcast um i (laughs) i give it you know what? I give it an 8 out of 10 just okay. because I am now used to uh, shows of today. And also, like I said, I had a couple problems like I would want them to correct those if they were going to reboot it. Like I liked it enough that I want them to reboot it. And yes. I, I did, you know, fall in love with those characters. I like them so much, but it's I yeah. have. I I love the show. It's kind of it, it reminds me of Smallville a little bit, like early seasons, basically mm. all of Smallville really, um, where <laughs> you <laughs> you overlook how cheesy some stuff is and how ridiculous some situations are because you're having such a good time watching it. So
0: exactly, I, okay, those are it, my it's final. It's a good time. Yeah, <laughs> it's a good time show, and I love good time shows. And one that's taken me until you. Making me basically, yeah, a travesty. So watch, it's 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 honestly a travesty. And now having watched this, I can say that I was I was dumb for not yeah. watching it earlier. Yeah, you are having me watch Steven Universe. Yes, yeah, Steven but Universe. I did not start watching Steven Universe because I was still am a hardcore Adventure Time fan, but. Now having having watched thirty five episodes of the first season, mm-hmm. um, it is an adorable show, and it's, i it's I give myself so a pat on the back for this one because I told you I said it's like if Adventure Time and the Marvelous Misadventures of Flapjack had, to be, <laughs> and then you share with me the little knowledge nuggets of hey, you know. Two people that worked on Adventure Time and the Marvelous Misadventures of Flapjack made this show, right? show. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Helped make it, this it show. It's
0: true. Like the, the characters are adorable. The songs go hard. The theme song's <laughs> a banger. The art style, the colors. It's such an adorable show, but also touches on a lot of real world grown up issues, but in a way yeah. that is it doesn't, like, dumb it down, but it makes it more understandable and more relatable for a younger audience. Yes. And still relatable and understandable to an older audience. Yeah. It's it's good. It's
1: so good. And that was one of the things, because I just, you know, we, we needed a a quick thing to just kind of fill the void while we're waiting for winter soldier, which is next week anyway. Um, But it is, it is small episodes and it seems so silly that you don't even think about stuff that you're learning. Yeah. Like dealing with expectations that people have of you dealing with um, like not even different stages of grief, but just how, different people can deal with that grief. Yeah. Um, Even a little bit dealing with, you know, hero worship and relationships. You said you got to episode 34. Um, I've been watching second season, so you're going to have to help a sister out. (laughs) Um, (laughs) What what was the last thing you remember?
0: So I actually, I think I misspoke. I got to 35 because the last Mm -hmm. thing I remember Maybe it was episode 34. Numbers are weird. Yeah. The thing that I remember is Stephen uh, goes into Lion, his main, and finds this secret pocket universe that's hidden within Lion okay. with all of his mom's stuff. And there's mm-hmm. this videotape that says for Stephen and he goes yeah. to the donut shop with... Um, the two, the two workers, Lars, and I forget her name and I love her. She's adorable. Sadie. Yeah. I love her. Go Sadie. I love you. Um, and he watches it with Sadie and it's Mm -hmm. just a really sweet, very simple home movie that his mom was recording while she was pregnant, quote unquote, with Stephen. And you, that's the first time Steven ever saw his mother, ever heard his mother's voice because she gave up her physical form. To bring Stephen into the world, so she's not even around. She basically disappeared into the universe and gave up herself for him. So that theme of the ultimate sacrifice, giving up yourself for your child to live, but then also seeing how Stephen deals with that, because by all rights he can be angry. Yeah, he, that can be angry. he was robbed of his mom, mm-hmm. but how he deals with it, he doesn't. Go into anger. He doesn't succumb to that. He goes into happiness. He is happy that he has this piece of her that he can finally see. Because this whole thing, yeah, I wish I knew you. And now he has more knowledge of her—not just people's interpretations of her, of her, but actual, actual knowledge, her. some actual yeah. tangible evidence that he can hold on to. Which, for me. Personally, having lost my mother at a very young age and never knowing who my father was personally, Mm -hmm. that's beautiful. Like, that is a beautiful, beautiful story, which is why I referenced earlier this hits you hard, (laughs) whether you're 10 years old. 15 years old, and hell, I'm about to be 27. Yeah. Hit me like a freight train, and I love it. <laughs> I mean, it
1: does deal with some hard stuff, like you said, like, um, him having to deal with, uh, what's her her name is Rose Quartz. Rose Quartz, yes. It's, it's kind of not only just, he doesn't know her, but also the, expe- um, the expectations on him, mm-hmm. or the pressure that's put on him to be her by the Crystal Gems, uh, just because they do not really understand humans, because yeah. they are not human, but also because, as he said, that little gem in his belly button came from her. So, mm-hmm. uh, if you got to thirty-five, you've seen the episodes where they've poofed. Yes, and it's just the it's just the gem. Mm-hmm. So that that's essentially what they keep thinking that sh- that happened to her. She poofed and then ended up inside a baby, but yeah. they can't really wrap, it's not really true because he's also half human. So they, right. they they keep seeing him as maybe you're your mom, maybe you're your own person, and so that is also a big thing that the series deals with. Um, mm-hmm. Also, shout out to Rebecca Sugar for doing this back in 2013. Gorgeous. She, she uh, got a lot of flack that she was trying to push the gay agenda because they're all women. But they're not actually women. She has come out and said that they are non-gendered like a species of rocks so they're yeah. non-gendered she just thought if we can basically say he when something doesn't have a gender then she can basically say she or her you know this is before sister. just saying they the them she was just mm-hmm. like well then i'm just gonna pick a pick a pronoun because it doesn't yeah. really matter so that's you know big ups big ups to her for Absolutely. even fighting that fight as early as she did which yeah it's that that was really nice. Um, I I want you to finish it. I know we're not actually yeah. going to continue watching it, just because this is, is this is a placeholder for while we're waiting for um, Falcon and Winter Winter Soldier. And I'm sure we can continue on once that is ending because oh, I yeah. don't, I, Loki doesn't even come out until July, June or June. June, July, yeah. So. Yeah. I just I'm glad I got you into the show, Miss Psychology Major, who's not gonna watch it like
0: this is the perfect <laughs> show for you. <laughs> I know. Like I I don't know why it's taken me so long and it took the podcast to actually get me there. And actually like finding that I am relating to Steven mm-hmm. on a very deep and personal emotional level. Yeah. I I love the little guy. I love him so much. <laughs> and what the show teaches and represents and touches on with mental health and relationships mm-hmm. and just being being a human yeah. like just being a human and existing in the world is difficult. Yeah. It sucks. It's hard. And, and it, yeah. <laughs> it, it's it's such a beautiful show i i told you earlier that i kept going around singing the damn theme song (laughs) i'm sorry it goes hard that song's a banger all the songs in the show all of the songs are a banger like all of them are really so good and now i'm finally understanding because i i go on tiktok a lot Mm -hmm. and (laughs) and there's a lot of sounds on tiktok that i'm now i'm like hey that's steven. <laughs> yeah
1: that's steven universe as i it's said you've missed out on a cultural phenomenon
0: for us as
1: obscure nerds <laughs> i
0: know i really did and i'm like uh, i feel like i should just power through it and just watch the whole thing I as mean... penance because i <laughs> this is such a gorgeous show in terms of like honestly everything like rebecca sugar did an amazing job as the creator of this show mm-hmm. the art style is absolutely gorgeous i want all the art all the art books yeah. i want an art book rebecca sugar is there an art book i need an art book i think there is an art book i'm it gonna came get the, out with the soundtracks that's right there's a soundtrack yeah. And there's a soundtrack. Um, And there's a movie, too, apparently, right? Yes, the movie. So Steven
1: Universe itself um, ended, and the movie was supposed to be like, here's a little epilogue. But people wanted even more more of an epilogue from the movie that there is also a mini-season called A Steven Universe Future. Oh. So I would like you to see all of them just so you can get everything, because, I mean, you... As you watch, as you go through, like for such a light show, it gets really deep.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, like for, for it mean, being a kid's show.
1: Yeah, you, you kind of like now that you're actually watching it, now that you enjoy it, I want you to continue on and watch all of it like all of steven universe steven universe uh movie Mm -hmm. and steven universe future um so we'll see if we do that we'll see if quinn does that on her own as we're watching the other shows just so she can get you know get as good as us who's seen it um (laughs) but yeah i i'm so glad you're watching that show i can't wait for you to see some more
0: thank you thank you oh Wonderful lower guru for People just for making listen me to watch that. it. He literally listen to me now
1: he
0: <laughs> yeah, practically like forced my head into the screen and said, Watch it. Yeah. And I don't regret it at all. <laughs> at all. And something else that you had me watch that I do mm. not regret at all. Can we talk about dub boys? Duh boys. Duh boys. Da boys.
1: <laughs> uh, yes, they- you gotta say it like the bears. The boys. No. <laughs> oh my goodness. I. <gasps> Whoa. 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 Yeah, i had only seen the first season. So I am brand spanking new on. Okay, not brand spanking new. Because I did look up and read the comic books. Because I loved the first season so much. But I am I am seeing the second season for the very first time. And holy shit.
0: Literally. <laughs> Like, it does not disappoint with the first hey, um, episode right out of the gate hitting you so oh, hard. It does not disappoint. It Oh, man. What? Oh, call, can we talk about? Can we talk about the song that they played? Like, I need to uh, Shazam that song or find it in the credits of the show somewhere, because that song was really cool and fit so well with the episode like it did mm-hmm. so well because you jump into the second season with Huey, Mother's Milk and Frenchie basically hiding in like under a pawn shop with yeah. Yeah, other smugglers and criminals that Frenchie knows
1: yeah, yeah. And, and then you have that paralleled with um, Starlight getting ready for her day like yeah. taking, taking the Starlight off and Annie being brought back out so I, I loved that parallel I love this song and to be <laughs> i noticed something with these uh, at least the first two episodes i think or it might have uh-huh. been just the first episode um the song style and the song choices mm-hmm. are reminiscent of supernatural like i told my friend that basically his taste in music if it's not just metal is basically supernatural soundtrack and it's eric <laughs> Kripke, who did the episode, who wrote the episode, who basically did almost all of Supernatural. Wow.
0: So, it's kind of just like, well, of course you had, so course. had a good song there. Cue, cue the Gronk gif where he's like, oh, yeah. It's all oh, yeah. together. Yeah, it's all. I guys, I can't do Patrick Warburger. I wish I could. Oh, like, right. <laughs> but anyway, um, <laughs> it, it is a beautiful show. Like just how they drop you in right out of the gate with those parallels between Huey and how he gets ready for his day now because his day, how he got ready for it in season one, was pretty similar to how. Annie, like Annie as Annie, Mm -hmm. would get ready for her day, but now his world is completely turned on his head. He's a wanted man by all of the government entities, and then Annie is basically taking off the mask of Starlight and being Annie, and they have to converse in a public space they have burner phones he's super paranoid now he keeps asking annie like did you did you crack the sim card did you break the sim card did you get a new phone like were you followed
1: yeah you can you can see a lot more that he as much as he lied to her he was in love with her
0: oh very much and so so
1: it's, it's really sad to see him, like, have those feelings for her and she does not trust him. And, yeah. you know, now she's willing to be his friend and stuff because he was right, like, what he was telling her. But yeah. she can't trust him because he lied about a lot of what he was doing, which is fair of her. You you don't want to hair. be in a relationship where someone's lying to you. Um, I... <sighs> I love I I love that I was so confused when I saw that she was like really like buddy buddy like almost flirty with Homelander and I was like wait. Yeah. What? You went dark side? But that was just her playing the game so they didn't yeah. notice. So I was like, "Oh, okay. So you're 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 playing the company line. I get it. I get it. So they don't suspect you. That's smart. That's actually I real got smart." That.
0: Yeah, I had that same reaction. It was really <laughs> for me. I was like, Ugh, "He be like, like oh, no, exactly." I was like, I was like, oh no, oh no, oh <laughs> no. Oh, <laughs> <great>. <laughs> <laughs> like I was, I was so sad for a second. Then I was like, "Oh, okay, cool." Mm-hmm. Annie's still doing her undercover thing, mm-hmm. but then out of nowhere. A-Train comes back.
1: Oh, and A-Train oh. is pissed at her. Ooh, he's so, he is mad. He's so mad. mad.
0: He's big I, mad.
1: He's big mad. He's big mad. But you know what? I don't understand why he's mad at her. Yeah. Or why he's mad at Huey. Huey was not the one to tell you to kill your girlfriend. I mean, if anyone, if you're going to be placing blame on anyone but Homelander, you could place the blame on Butcher. Because Butcher was the one who exploited yep. her. Um, exactly. But Homelander like, was the here. one threatening you to clean up your mess no matter what Mm -hmm. and had you running the v like he might not have had him running the v but he was part of the problem so yeah be mad at that not at freaking annie for saving the guy that she liked
0: exactly (laughs) and again i still feel so bad for annie i know homelander still thinks that she's in on it which i mean she is now But before, she had no idea. Now Mm -hmm. she's actually consciously trying to bring down Vought, which, I'm sorry, Homelander, you're the one who put Compound V out into the world. Like, the director, the big head honcho guy said, he's like... I don't have to consult you for anything because you single-handedly are bringing this company down. Ooh,
1: that spanking was nice to watch. Uh it was Giancarlo great.
0: Esposito as Mr. Ed. Oh. Thank you. <laughs> Giancarlo Esposito amazing.
1: is a, and, a brilliant actor. Oh. And Absolutely. you can tell that he did not find home. Like, as oh. everyone is afraid of Homelander, he was the one just like, oh, no. Do not step up to me, son. You're the one who threw a tantrum and started the ball rolling. No one knew about Compound V until you decided to take matters into your own hands. So you can fuck right off and get out of my office.
0: (laughs) I loved that so much. That whole (laughs) scene was absolutely beautiful. And to see a Homelander literally quaking in his boots. Right? Like, I can't do it
1: think you're not afraid of me possibly killing you so I can't even use that like you don't have the upper hand and mm-hmm. you know what speaking of being afraid of him I'm so like now I feel bad for Ashley Um yeah. she, she's just doing her job like oh, no. and I then when so- she and then when she thought like oh you gave me this chance to be like her this was her job Homelander was essentially like no you're just the mouth piece.
0: Yeah, basically like piece. he he brought her back because he knew she was easily manipulatable yeah. for his own agenda and for her to be the figurehead while he's puppeting her in the back
1: yeah exactly that's that's the
0: only reason I feel so bad for her and when you can definitely see a lot of times where where Ashley almost said Annie but Ashley (laughs) is super terrified of Homelander and how he's gonna react especially when we're introduced to Stormfront which holy shit Stormfront we're gonna talk about that in a second yeah we are (laughs) but when Stormfront comes in all you know hoity toity and ooh I'm live streaming this whole thing and Ashley's like, I, I have no idea. Like, I, this was not me. I was not informed. that yeah, she's just this. like, she's was not at Homelander me. Homelander like, please don't kill me. Homelander's straight ready to fry her ass right then and there. And Stormfront's like, oh, no, this is coming from floor 87. This is Mr. Edgar. Yeah. And then oh, Homelander no, gets right, right, about- even more pissed.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I mean, ugh, we're going to, we're, we're, hold on, hold on, hold on. We're going to, have to talk about her at a later time because I yeah, got much to time. say about Storm. There's
0: so much to unpack with that. <laughs> there so is, but so we got to so save it. We got to save it. Yeah. Hashtag ask about it.
1: <laughs> and then we're going to bring it back. <laughs> and we got to bring it back. Yeah, but I mean, I I love that whole. Um, I I love that Homelander is still just as weird as ever with the breast oh, yeah. milk. Like now he has a weird thing of just milk in general. Um, i i feel bad for um butcher's uh butcher's wife becca becca yes because you know she she essentially gave up her husband to be safe from homelander and homelander has now found her and as you see in the like in the i think it's the third episode they're just Mm -hmm. like well i mean it's homelander so you just have to deal hopefully he gets bored and even homelander is like no they're right i'm not gonna get bored you're right I, yeah. I want this bad, and he only leaves when the kid finally go, gets into his powers because he's so mad. Because you know, as they say, kids and dogs can tell a sociopath apart from a regular person. Absolutely. So when he saw him like grabbing her arm like that, her being terrified, and him having that look in his eyes, he immediately was like, "Get the fuck up off her!" And <laughs> and not to
0: mention, after he just pushed him off the of roof, the roof, right? Like. I'm sorry, Homelander. I knew he was gonna do that. As soon as I saw that yeah. they were standing on the rip, I was like, oh Homelander's gonna, gonna push him. I either totally knew, either called that he would that the kid was not gonna have any powers at all mm-hmm. and was just gonna die, or the kid was gonna survive but then smoke his ass. I wish he would have smoked his ass. But wish,
1: yeah, the but next
0: best thing was he basically sent Homelander packing.
1: He did. I mean, when he fell off that roof and then just bounced a little bit like footed bounced. I definitely had a, um, <laughs> a critical role moment. <laughs> oh, no. I was like, oh, no, they killed a the kid oh no that kid is dead
0: (laughs) oh my god no not again (laughs) no they went full murder homo it's fine it's totally fine oh Oh,
1: no but that he woke up again like i mean homelander was very very just again he had he's not capable of feeling empathy for one so he had no empathy um But for him to just be like, he's fine. He's fine. He had a slight point. The kid didn't have a scratch on him. So that does show that he is going to have or get powers. So that's good. But, I mean, Mm -hmm. foul for just being like, oh, he's fine. Wipe him off. You're turning him into a little girl. And, like, that's, you know, that's toxic masculinity right there. But he's kind of the embodiment of it. So, you know, par for the course.
0: (laughs) Basically. (laughs) And... It really just gets my go because now now that the kid knows he has powers and now that the kid got that mad and Rebecca knows, I think Rebecca knew, but she was trying to stifle it. But now that the kid has come into his own and has discovered what he can do, is Rebecca going to take him and run?
1: I think, I don't think she's going to take him and run just because, like they said, they, uh, she knows that she can't because Homelander is going to find her anywhere. Um, I think it was more that she was trying to raise him as, you know, quote unquote, quote, normal, but yeah. that she was trying to give him a childhood. She yeah. didn't want him to be a superhero where it's lights, camera, cam- like all the time, paparazzi yeah. coming after him. She wanted him to be a kid, but mm-hmm. knew that he wasn't going to be able to hang out with other kids because, one, he possibly has powers, too, for hiding from Homelander, which Jig is up on. Yeah. So I think now it's going to be more like you'll see a little bit of echoes of, like, actual Superman, where, you know, Clark Kent was able to go to school, but it was more about hiding his powers and seeming normal and wanting to be normal. And then, you know, when he's an adult, having actual values instilled and not just, you know, Wanting to be wanting to put on a good face for the moment mm-hmm. while the cameras are out, but then being a total super murder hobo like Homelander. So, yeah, I feel that. I that. Yeah, um, I. <laughs> Oh, there's so much with that, but I'm I'm excited to see what's going on with that. I want to see um, if the deep, like, what's going on with the deep in that weird cult that are he giving him. He basically
0: Scientology. <laughs> he did. He <laughs> did. I, he, as soon as I, as soon as the eagle or the eagle something hmm. was like, oh, eagle. this is. This is, you know, Carla, I think her name was. Um, yeah, I know, I Yeah, know. so something like that. Starts with a C. Um, mm-hmm. she, she, and Jeep was like, Is that your therapist? And they're like, Oh, no, no. Therapy is actually really destructive. It's not. Um, it's not. <laughs> it's not. That was my first red flag of pew, pew, alarms oh. going. Head of, his oh, friend this
1: flag is flag was g a Fresca like twice in a row, like that, in the same manner. I was like, ooh, that's a cult. Yeah, that's that
0: definitely is, that a,
1: cult. Is a
0: cult. Yeah, super <laughs> culty. And I was like, ooh, okay, yep, yeah, there it's going to be some drinking the Kool Aid mm-hmm. going on. They even give him like a hallucinogen tea. <laughs> and yeah. He, he starts talking to his gills, which I mean, he's finally starting to accept and love his is himself his, his himself. body yeah yeah it's the root of why he was so awful to all of these women and assaulted them and insulted mm-hmm. them and humiliated them get to the root of that and then here comes homelander saying hey you ripped your vest your gills out it's disgusting
1: yeah like fuck you homelander and i mean his his gills are not disgusting it's just weird because you know you already know like a person is not supposed to have gills so that kind of gives you that like oh wait no something's wrong but also that they made them talk (laughs) and the voice (laughs) sounded too much like um oh and i forgot his name and i love him pat and oswald
0: yeah
1: I thought that I'm was trying insane. to see if it was actually him. I meant to look it up earlier. I just did not think about it. But just that the fact that they were like moving like that, I don't like stuff that looks like that. So I was mm-hmm. a little bit like, Ooh, oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah, but like,
0: speaking, it's like, it gives you the heebie-jeebies. Mm-hmm. But can I we also love- talk about how they had a duet of You're So Beautiful? <laughs> 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 it was... <laughs> Everything going on with the deep is just... It's, oh, man. He's sad and... Sad, sad, depressing. Depressing and hilarious. Like, yep. it shouldn't be
1: this funny, but it is. I blame that they started him off as a, you know, freaking rapist. <laughs> so, yeah, a rapist. <laughs> so like, that's literally I, what he was. I feel I feel less bad for laughing at his plight, but, I mean, it's also just that... Um, the actor, Chase Crawford, he looks so he looks so like, like, sin, like sincere all the time. Like he's I got those
0: big eyes, those big brown <laughs> eyes. <laughs> just staring <it> at you. <laughs> he's the definition of big brown puppy dog eyes. Yeah, he's got the twenty-five brown puppy eight dog eyes that it just makes you kind of be like, oh <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> I yeah. mean, his whole side storyline is just nice. I'm living for every single piece of it. It's so great how they're integrating it now into the story with the deep trying to get back into the seven and home basically like, yeah, no, like, yeah, absolutely to, not. Uh, talk
1: to the hand. But I mean, I also <laughs> the freaking whale. Another one bites the dust. <laughs> Lucy. <laughs> Lucy the Whale Hi. I see Lucy the Whale like oh another one like a- poor Deep especially when he's talking about like again it seems funny because he looks so sincere about it but then yeah. if you think about it of not this character if you could hear the animals in a pet store like hear them crying for help that would be traumatizing no yeah. wonder he has this wrong with him it's, it's traumatizing
0: exactly so a lot of the pieces start yeah. To click for him now, and I'm like, oh, oh, oh my. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh man i'm like, sorry I, kevin
1: I'm, oh yeah, kevin. i'm sorry kevin like hearing hearing the lobsters at a red lobster that's gotta be oh that's that's tough. especially
0: <laughs> when he said he was nine years old yeah nine years old rough. you're a little that's kid rough. you love animals at that age mm-hmm. and hearing them beg for their lives and you've got one dead on your on plate your and you're gonna eat it yeah what are you, what are you supposed to do <laughs> yeah <laughs>
1: that's 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 rough that's rough so it's i mean
0: rough. i
1: i i want to see what happens with him because you know they're going to bring him back of course it's why they've they been putting his little B story so i know he's going to have a part to play i just wonder what side he's going to be on is he going to be team Vought or is he going to be team uh the boys so
0: <laughs> i feel like he's going to be team Vought for a little bit maybe like an episode or two mm-hmm. and then he's going to flip script and maybe go, maybe try to do a supervillain stint type of situation. I don't know. I just feel like in my soul, him as a character, him trying or thinking he's like that makes sense for him. But then he's gonna go full boys. I feel like he's gonna go full boys.
1: I think he's gonna go full boys. At least, like, I... (laughs) Yeah, he's he's too he's too dumb to be a supervillain. I'm sorry. But yeah, I <laughs> has not mean you know, he would try. <laughs> right. But him him basically kind of merging in with the story with the boys where you see a lot of dissension in the ranks. Um, Huey is tired of Billy. Uh, Billy. He is tired of butcher shit, which oh. he should be. Rightfully so. And now uh, Mother's Milk and Frenchie are kind of seeing that because you see, like, you see that dichotomy of um, Butcher got into it for the vengeance. Yes. But now because he wants that chance to get back to his wife's house now that he knows that she's alive. Yeah. And, um,. As Huey said, like this is it for him. He wants to help people. He's got. Yeah. He's literally he said, "I got it's no. Not, I don't nothing. have any family. I don't have Robin anymore. Y'all made sure I didn't have Annie. So this is all I have." Exactly. And I, he genuinely cares about people. Where Butcher is using them, and mm-hmm. Huey knows that he's being used. So a lot of dissension in the ranks.
0: So much. Yeah, so, so much. So much. And the whole reoccurring theme with the Billy Joel song, mm-hmm. and he was waiting for his second wind, saying that his second wind was Annie, yeah. and then for him to be held at gunpoint while with by Annie, by Starlight, who's being held at gunpoint by Homelander, mm-hmm. saying either you kill him or I kill both of you, like, that is hurtful that's like awful for huey and for annie and for annie because i'm sorry homelander's gonna kill her anyway yeah he would have killed her anyway if the super um terrorist brother to kamiko didn't bring the whole roof down the whole thing down yeah Mm -hmm. like he was gonna homelander was gonna be like no i was always gonna kill you
1: Yeah, only there's waiting for an excuse because, again, they they do those rescues in, you know, takedowns on camera, so he can't just outright kill her like that because people like uh like starlight she's now yeah. a fan favorite so um i i'm hoping that gives her a little bit more protection that she's not being going to be shot on site. because even um she even told a train when he was just like maybe i told everyone she was like you didn't or i'd be dead you'd be dead i'm taking you down with me now so yeah we, we, we would both be dead so prepare yourself for that one.
0: Oh yeah absolutely but and yeah
1: i oh, just uh huey is going down that route where now he's in the depression stage of grief yes Um. so he is like even though you you do see that he genuinely does care about Annie I said this last time where it feels like they should have just been friends like they were the perfect mm-hmm. friends to each other
0: yeah
1: and not had tried to date because it messes a lot of it up and he's not properly grieved Robin yet
0: yeah so, he hasn't he hasn't processed that at yeah. all. yeah He has not
1: processed it. And then, you know, like he said, his whole life blew up when Mother Smoke was like, you're just the guy at the video store. He goes, no, I'm not. I lost my job. Butcher made sure of that. I don't have a dad anymore. I can't go home to my family anymore. I don't have Robin anymore. A-Train took care of that. And now Butcher has also made made it so I do not have Annie anymore. So he is very isolated, which makes me sad. He still yeah. cares about them. Like, you know, <clears throat> with everything with uh, Kimiko. Um, mm-hmm. Kimiko. I feel like I'm saying that wrong, and I'm trying to put the inflection on the right vowel.
0: <laughs> put the correct emphasis on the right syllable? Yeah. Um, <laughs>
1: Kamiko. listen. Say, I'm saying it fast, and so it's coming out it's like... Kimiko Kimiko, <laughs> uh, Kimiko. Yeah, Kimiko. Um, he um, when she, when he saw that it was her brother and that they're hugging and you know Butcher is willing to shoot through her Yeah, he's just like wait no that's her brother maybe we can ask for help like now we have a way to he's just like nope I'm just gonna shoot her
0: yeah like, willing to shoot both of them
1: yeah like that she he saved her life so I hope that that gets mentioned um because you so did see when when at first when he came back and French, he was like, sorry, we need a captain. That's essentially what he said. Don't call Butcher. Butcher doesn't have a limit. Butcher is going to use us as coll- like he does not care about collateral. He does not care oh, yeah. if we're in the line of fire. We, he, he doesn't care if we get taken. I saved you. He was going to let y'all rot.
0: Exactly. And Mother's and you Milk all- says that same thing, that same shit to Butcher mm-hmm. after they're, like, walking through the tunnels after they got hit by... After they hit the whale and killed it, <laughs> After they hit Mother's the whale. Milk says to Butcher... That kid is your canary. If your canary dies, you don't know when you've gone too far. Mm-hmm. Like referencing how miners used to do that with gas, like when they yeah. were mining and they carried canaries with them because once the canary stops singing, mm-hmm. you know something's wrong.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, and then you, and if it stops singing, you now don't have that warning system to pull you back. Yeah. And Huey is Butcher's canary because without Huey, Butcher would go even more off the rails than he already has
1: oh definitely definitely no doubt on that one he would he it it would be a bloodbath as bad as homeland homelander is that would be mm-hmm. a butcher, only without powers so oh, yeah. yeah um now finally we can get back to the to what we oh. hashtag need to ask about um what do you think of stormfront
0: <laughs> so wow First of all, (laughs) I'm like, wow, this is a girl who is just as sick and twisted as Homelander. Yes. If not more. Yes. In different ways. And is really good. Like, she thinks she's doing something. Like, she really does believe she's doing something when she's talking about giving all the lines and, like, saying, oh, like, oh, this is bullshit, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And she's not afraid to speak her mind, but I think she really, truly doesn't think she's putting on an act because Homelander knows when he does that it's an act. Mm-hmm. I think she truly doesn't think it's an act, but then she, it's like it's. I think I see for her like almost a split personality thing, but more, I can see that more a little bit more conscious than it being completely uncontrolled, but she's super psychotic and is challenging Homelander's authority and kind of taking his pedestal down while building up her own. And Homelander...
1: Hated that. He hates it. And I mean, there's something to be said with taking Homelander's power Mm -hmm. um, just because he's got a little bit too much of it. Um, I wanted to like her because she did speak her mind because it seemed like she was playing them when she stopped by the shoot on like whatever version of Instagram, Facebook Live. So they had people watching them so they can't say what they actually want to say because she like clearly shows them like hey i'm on live when she's throwing it in their face that she's a new member of the seven and they have no idea so i wanted to like her but as more of that episode was playing i was just like i don't like this lady's vibe and it wasn't just what she said to annie when annie was like hey i i totally agree with you like Vat is kind of awful and she was like uh whatever you're like Vat Barbie or whatever like that it wasn't even just mm-hmm. that it was just something about her that I was just like and I hate saying this about women as a woman because it's said too often she is a royal bitch
0: oh my god she like is. Whoa,
1: <laughs> why why are you like that? It's not and it's not being assertive and you know if a man would do it you would call no I would call him a bitch too. Yeah. So <laughs> her her standing up to Homelander you you kind of like it because you know again Mr. Ecker He's not a good guy but I love John Carlos so much so I was like, "No, I'm like you." But exactly. he's he's also a bad guy. It's just that you brought Homelander down a peg when he seemed like this big big evil guy. Um but now he's not the most evil one in the room. That should Mm -hmm. be scary. And so you can't like it as much. So. Exactly. that's, That's where I'm at with Stormfront. I don't like her. Something is up with her that is rubbing me the wrong way. And I think. And oh, that's yeah. that's kind of why I want to keep watching it, even though we said three, <laughs> three each week, it might turn into Darius I know. finished it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but like in my thing with Stormfront, because I don't like her vibe either. Instantly, I was like, "Ooh, there's something at first like you. I wanted to like her. So I was mm-hmm. like, oh, well, yeah, she's going to she's going to be actually one of the good ones. And then in the last episode, the third episode that we watched, when she had complete disregard for collateral damage, innocent people just killing them left and right, exploding things, because she had her eye on one prize, she did not care what stood in her way at all. Now, Homelander is very similar, but he also is more of the mind of, I'm not going to kill everybody unless I'm on the ropes, Mm-hmm. And I need to make it look like an accident. Yeah. She straight up could have just walked through and not done anything, not killed all those people, but she just went on a bloodbath rampage for no reason. For no and reason. she even said when she was killing Kamiko's brother, she said, Open your eyes. I like to see the light leave them. That's psychotic. That's, yeah, that's like, oh no. Oh, oh no, I don't
1: like that. Exactly. I don't like that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly. That is in. Oh shit. Moment. Yes. For I'm excited 100%. to see like how she develops just because mm-hmm. evil psychotic characters are fun. Yes. But I also don't like her at all.
1: I don't like her. Yeah. At all. I don't I don't like her um it's, it's going to be interesting. Like I said, that's why I kind of want to just finish it out because now I have in my mind, I got to know what Juskies is. So I yeah. kind of want to finish it out. I mean, just kind of the last thing on, on the whole boys before uh, we, we move on to the next thing. Just kind of a thing as I know how stories are supposed to be written, especially TV shows for studios and how mm-hmm. they press. Uh, there's a such thing as conservation of characters. So now that they have mentioned that there actually was a Mr. Vought there is something that's going to go on with that because yeah. you don't just mention a random name and never bring it up because people cannot remember that many names so I I want to know more about that yes. especially like what Mr. Edgar's play play is
0: with all yeah. of that his so. I just want more yeah. Giancarlo Esposito. I yes. want more. I love him. <laughs> I want more.
1: Yeah, um, but yeah, yeah, that was that was my last thing before we talk about the the very 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 short, oh. unfortunately, but very good, oh, uh, devs. Oh. oh, that was a good choice for us.
0: <laughs> oh, buddy, I oh, was I really wanted to watch it just because Nick Offerman. Need yes. I say more? <laughs> now I want to. It's gonna be like Firefly for, for me. I wanna watch it and rewatch it and rewatch yeah. it over and over and over you to, to catch all
1: of the little stuff just because it's there's so many little things so um like so oh it's so good it's so good you're bouncing you got something to say <laughs> get it off your chest get
0: it off Ooh, your spirit, like, get it off your spirit. <laughs> it, it's on my spirit man i gotta tell you just from a cinematic standpoint mm-hmm. the cinematography the sets the lighting the stylistic choices the whole 2001 space odyssey vibe of it all yeah it's it's what would have got me to actually like 2001 space odyssey oh yeah because i i'm sorry film nerds come for me I hate 2001: Space Odyssey.
1: It is the most confusing and boring movie I've ever seen. So come, come for me too.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. I I hate that movie. I watched it. I studied it as a um, film enthusiast, not as a film student, but I did take a few film classes Mm -hmm. in my undergrad. Um, It it just confuses the hell out of me. But if it had been done like Devs was, Devs, good. It would have been. It probably would have been good. And from a psychological standpoint, mm-hmm. of seeing everyone go through different stages of grief for different things, from yeah. Forrest with the death of his daughter and wife right in front of him getting T boned in an accident, mm-hmm. to Lily mourning Sergey and yeah. realizing she actually loves Jamie and never really loved Sergey, okay, and she realizes yeah. that, that mistake. And then Katie, Morning Forest, and um, all the and uh, Landon. I almost want to call him Landon. Linden Mm -hmm. Morning, losing his job at Devs because that was literally his life's work. The exploration of the how you deal with grief, yeah, and what lengths you're willing to go to to process through it. Oh, yeah, it's it's it was such
1: a wonderful play and I there was so much imagery that you couldn't keep mm-hmm. up with it all, which is why this is going to be a multiple viewing type miniseries, because, um, you know, before I said there was a lot of Fibonacci sequence stuff where it mm-hmm. just had to be just so. And then, you know, as we get to the end. I'm thinking back on all the stuff that we saw that I just kind of was just like, I'm going to just let this one slide. But there was a lot of um, Jesus Christ imagery. Yeah. Like, you know, you had the literal, they saw jesus on the cross and so that was a little too literal like that was a little too like um not poignant but it was so obvious that i was just like yeah "Eh." but i mean it was in everything even the name i think that's what um they said that that line where he said it was actually a greek "u." um Mm -hmm was essentially because the creator for devs was also the great creator for ex machina and you know the full phrase is deus ex machina so he was just like they're supposed to be connected like this is the same you know universe quote unquote or the same world where this technology exists with this one so Uh i mean good on the creator for his own callback but i just it it was so beautiful it was so weird in just the best way um you know what something that i noticed which i don't know if i make these things a big deal but i like like you know what we said at the beginning that representation having Mm -hmm. a lot of androgynous like women characters not just completely over the top vamp female like Mm um (laughs) blend you said he actually she uses she her pronouns uh, oh. the actress does too so um yeah oh,
0: <laughs> and right. i mean and I you kind of question like, like wait on that
1: yeah you kind of question like wait is that a girl like i don't want to question it because it's not my business and that's how i function through life it's like i don't care i'll let them tell me like <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah but i mean i totally I had to looked that one up because i was like yeah. oh yeah she and i was like but is that no, I'm, I'm gonna need to I love look this that. One up.
0: Okay,
1: yeah, um, Definitely. same with even Lily. Like, for a while there, I did not, I could not remember her name. So, when she came on screen, I was just like, Is that, is she, is T, are they? <laughs> and finally, yeah. there was Lily, she, and I was like, Okay, well, I mean, gotcha. I dig the style, like, any do dig the style. I dig that. I like, I get, I again, um, I love, I love that type of representation where it's just normal me too don't make a big deal out of it i only notice it because now i now i'm taught to notice these things which is kind of sad but you know i just yeah i i love devs for that that it wasn't you know every everyone had a very androgynous type feel to them even the men had kind of that feel
0: they did so they really did i did love that i i do love that and I will stand 100% corrected with Lyndon as a character. And that is 100% my bad. But it is beautiful that that representation is there. And one thing that I also noticed, speak going to your point about the Jesus Christ imagery, mm-hmm. they also showed Joan of Arc. Yeah. Joan of Arc as well. And that kind of tied in for me at the very end, the very last episode, when Forrest and Lily are talking about the leaders of tech companies thinking themselves as Messiah. Yeah. And Forrest says, the thing about Messiahs is that they always get resurrected. resurrected. But Lily says the thing about Messiahs is, is that...
1: They're always false prophets.
0: They're always false prophets. And the callbacks of what people thought or when, and what people think of Jesus Christ, Joan mm-hmm. of Arc, and then Lily and Forrest literally being resurrected... In In, Deus, in the Deus system.
1: Yeah. And so, I mean, that kind of goes into more of my questions is, is the deus system a way to see all of the past or a way to see into the future? Or is the deus system, as Lily called it, just a simulator? Like this is a very complex, high grade simulator.
0: And I feel like it's grayed and blurred because Mm -hmm. it's based off of what has happened. And a projection of things that will happen, but it's simulated because Mm -hmm. nobody but Forrest and Lily know it's not real. They know that they died. So I think it's a gray area of both, of like all three. Mm-hmm. I think it's a simulation based off of quantum projection of the past and future. Okay.
1: I mean, I, I we may never know since they did not, um, they have not said if it's getting a second season or not. Because yeah. they, they were in talks both right when the pandemic hit. I hope they do get a second season. I um, need it. Because, I mean, one of the questions I also had is just that, are they living all of those um, multiple dimensions at the same time? Because you see them flash through right. different dimensions as he's telling her, we got lucky with this one. But there are there is a dimension or a version of us in what is complete hell. When you see them kind of flash to them all dirty and it's dark and like... Everything and sucks. Red. Yeah, there's red. Yeah, uh, they flash into maybe like a middle ground kind of one, and then they flash back to their kind of version of paradise. Um, so I, you know, I wish they would talk more on that, just because in that, like in whatever version, do they also have devs department? Like, you know, Sergei is yeah. alive in this new thing. Is it still his big day to get into devs, and is he still a Russian spy? if devs does not exist like i'm i i do not know um i want i want to know more with katie and the senator because oh, yeah. they're they're in the real world so yeah, they
0: are in the real world and katie says you have to help me keep it switched on
1: yeah i want to know what happened to stanley like i mean i i, I feel family. bad for lily that she got caught up in that but good on stanley for trying to stop people from seeing the future because that's what he took it as as this is the way that we can see the future this can't get out
0: Oh, yeah. Stanley 100% was like, oh, hell no. Someone's got to do something about this. Mm -hmm. ridiculous. And I always thought when I saw Stanley in those final scenes, I thought he was going to be the reason they couldn't see beyond the point where Lily was supposed to kill Mm Forrest. I think it was a combination of Lily actually making a conscious choice to throw the gun and then say, like, ha, what you going to do now? Have that gotcha moment. And then Stanley go, nope and touch the button
1: mm-hmm. i think that's what they said that um i had to watch the ep- that's why again that's why i already watched those episodes again mm-hmm. um that was one of the reasons was that i read something because i was trying to figure out a different thing that we're going to touch on um that that whole scene or um collection of scenes where lily is watching herself do all yeah. of that and they take you into it um you don't notice because she's Because she has shot forward and it did break the seal. Mm -hmm. That Stanley is still standing there messing with the computer, so he still did drop them. Like he did turn off the magnetic field. That's not what dropped them. Like them having that, you know, alarm saying that it failed. The I I don't. The protocol itself was not to drop them. It was to get them back to whatever side to fix it, whatever. Um, But he's the one who turns off the magnetic field. So I think that's something that you know, of course. I missed the first time, but that's an interesting thing is that if he saw that, like, if he's also watched that day, because, you know, like he said, he doesn't care about breaking the rules because they're breaking the rules, so fuck them. Um, He would have, I mean, you know, you kind of, you you catch yourself on the oh, video all
0: again yeah
1: okay um, yeah but he he might have caught himself um, doing yeah. it and so even then he was just like I know why I would have done it because he was sitting in that um, in the tunnel the whole time like, yeah. he was just waiting. So, I... Again, I'm, I'm sad that Lily had to die for that because she didn't shoot him. It wasn't that, you know, he didn't know who she was because he knows who she is. Like, even yeah. if he said, like, I don't know you, I've never seen you, I'm sure he's actually seen that moment so he does know who she is. Yeah. So that's my take on it i could be completely wrong but when i saw mm-hmm. that they said that um stanley in both versions kills her but you don't notice the first one so him killing her in the actual version of events yeah was going to be the same no matter what that's that's what made me kind of reconsider everything
0: okay. so yeah i'm that just makes me want to go back and rewatch. At least those episodes again, too. Mm -hmm. Because I didn't notice Stanley in the first time where they're, like, actually watching what happens. Mm -hmm. I didn't notice him. So that makes me want to go back and watch it. Because that makes me have a lot of other questions about Katie.
1: Yeah. because how much Katie knew.
0: Yeah, like, how much Katie knew. And also... What exactly? Because I knew you kind of are led to believe and led to assume when Forrest says, oh, we'll go find her later. She's here in the lab somewhere. She she's doing something because her plan and Forrest's plan all along was to put him in the system. Yeah. So what exactly, I want to know exactly what she did and, and if she has some sort of ulterior plan, because she's obviously in love with Forrest, well, obviously, yeah. and obviously. I'm wondering if she has some sort of plan where, like you said, are they living dip multiple universes at once? Is she trying to perfect the system to get them to the universe where he and her are together? That that
1: could be something, too. And, you know, and that's why I brought up like the different universes, just because if they have their conscious memories back where he's he can talk to her through the system, then what version of him is that? And is that actually real? Because they Lily brings that up. We're not real people in a simulation. He goes, why not? You still feel you still have your memories. You're yeah. just as real as you are out there. Only we now get the ideal way of doing things so i mean it it brings up a lot of you know we could go on for hours on just we could
0: could and it only has eight
1: episodes it only has eight episodes it needs it needs about 500 more let's be honest (laughs) It needs it needs a lot yes. more. It needs a lot more. But it it did not have where it did not feel like everything was not tied up. It was tied up, but it still has those open ended questions that you're just kinda like, I really wanna know. I wanna know.
0: What exactly. did you mean? Yeah, what does it mean? I feel like the guy with the paper and the string yeah. and his like, conspiracy theorist looking all crazy eyed. Yeah. That's what I feel like when I watch this show and when I time while we're talking about it right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I need to know what it means. I need a need second know- season. I-, I need a second one. <laughs> I need to know what it means. I
1: need someone to figure figure out and tell me what those blips are because I only caught yes. them because I'm a fan of Fight Club. And if anyone has ever watched Fight Club, knows that one of the little things that Tyler Durden does is that he clips one second frames of porn into movies. So at multiple points of actual Fight Club, especially at the end, you see a weird clip <laughs> and it just flashes by, and you're just like, wait, what was that? And you're like, so, what? Yeah, in the episodes, I thought like I thought at first it was maybe like I my Hulu was messing up on my TV and it was a bad yeah, connection yeah. and it happened sometime. But when I rewatched it because I was like, oh, I missed something. It happened again, and so I did it like five different times on all my devices, and I was like, there's something there. And then it's almost mm-hmm. it's almost like once an episode that you see like a little blip, like a really fast flash of yeah. like a frame
0: so of then- something. So what was it? <laughs> <laughs> so then that brings me up another question. Since they were there from the jump, was Lily already in the Deus system? Were and they already in the system?
1: Like you what I mean? are going on, are they watching their past in the system currently?
0: Well, like I it's kind of like the multi- it's like the multiverse theory, right? So like if they were already in the Deus system. It's kind of like Groundhog Day in the multiverse system. Mm-hmm. living a version of that. Yeah. And then going into the deus system within the deus system. So is it going to inception itself? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. You know? I
1: mean, it could. I mean, Maybe. you saw that. Um, I know that was also a stylistic choice. But um, the yeah. final scene with Lyndon, where she... Um, I'm just going to say they. Why not? Um, <laughs> where they are standing on the bridge after Katie convinces them... That you know, you're trying to prove your absolute faith in uh, the multiverse theory. And, and Lyndon even asked like, do I fall? And Katie was like, I'd never tell you that. Yeah. She if you see if you watch Lyndon fall off that bridge over and over before finally like that Lyndon does fall off. It's different ways that she's or they are falling. Yeah. So um, and then even with Katie, it's different ways that Katie walks away from the bridge. So I kind of wonder if is that like all the multiverses is that like Lyndon died in every single one of them? Like right? there was never an instance where Lyndon would have survived that.
0: Here's here's an interesting one then, because this mm-hmm. just popped into my brain going back to that. I first noticed that when they kind of do a jump cut to Katie's backstory where she's in college mm-hmm. and she's leaving the building and they have the multiple Katie's walking away, throwing the laptop case, picking up the laptop case. There's only one forest, mm-hmm. one iteration of forest that runs toward her. So, maybe that supports my earlier theory of, is he already in the data Already system? in
1: the system, yeah. I mean, that could be that, but it, <laughs> but it could also be that, you know, I...
0: A stylistic
1: choice. It, to- not just a stylistic choice, but that uh, Forrest was so hard that he was not going to believe in a possibility of a different universe. Like, that made him upset so much that Stuart went behind his back to fix the system. And he was like, well, wait, how did you make a clear picture and sound? He goes, well, I stopped listening to your dumbass idea and I put Lyndon's uh, multiverse theory in there and it works. Yeah, it's exactly right. So, I mean, that could just be that since Forrest believes there's only one determined like his determination theory, uh, uh-huh. there's only one. Th- there's only one way he can do things and he's he's basically believed that for a while but katie is only just like when she got with him if that like in her college years before she met him that could just be her possibilities were endless but his was not because he does not believe that he has another choice
0: that's a really good interpretation of that yeah
1: And, you know, he got Katie thinking it. So that's why they were saying, like, you know, Lily, she always comes to devs. She's always going to do this. And Lily did fight, like, and that's what Forrest even says. He goes or Forrest says to Katie and Katie says to Forrest, like, she she was the original sin. She practiced her free will. She she was right. She did have a choice. She was the only one to make a choice.
0: Yeah, she made an actual choice. Mm hmm.
1: Because even Forrest says, like, I know how this plays out. I've seen you say this. I've seen myself answer you with what I'm saying. And it's not so much that I'm repeating lines. It's that I feel like this is what I would say in the moment. Yeah so that that's an like i said this is a very very good show very
0: good show <laughs> i feel like there, there, i feel like i need to go on the deep web and find like scholarly film articles written about this show right i, I need it you can analyze this show till that you're blue in the face and still not get everything I
1: oh that's what I said this is gonna so be a multi good. multiple viewing type show like i'm a, I'm gonna need to at least watch it 10 different times before I get
0: mm-hmm. half
1: of what was in here
0: oh same like, same geez. this is gonna be a reoccurring I gotta watch this over again wait I gotta catch it again wait i gotta, I gotta do it again, it again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah
1: but yeah we we could go on and on but unfortunately we cannot. We are under time constraints again, unless you want another two hour episode, because we hey. will provide.
0: Ask and he shall yeah. receive y'all. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But that that is going to do it for us today. Um, bit a bit a uh, bit of housekeeping. Uh, as we have already said we are finished with devs it was short but sweet oh. um, so next week we are going to start watching American Gods yeah, uh, yeah. I'm excited for uh, that one yeah, I'm excited for American Gods. You're going <laughs> to... More on that later. Uh, we are also going to be switching from Steven Universe. Like I said, that was just a placeholder for Falcon and Winter Soldier, which is uh, going to be on next Friday. So we are going to be watching that before um, we um, start, the, start the podcast again. Um, I have also, as you've heard, I have finished Firefly. So yeah. Lynn has recommended another show show that I just had not had the time to watch, Shit's mm-hmm. Creek, which is I so love that show. hilarious, so I will have a little bit lighter time in my week from all of the drama shows that we are watching, so yeah. I'm excited for that, um, <laughs> I'm excited to, um, <laughs> see, um, I can't remember his name. It's something Levi. Why did I forget his name? He's awesome. But I'm excited to see his funny, him and his dad are both hilarious, though. I love them.
0: All of them are so funny. So, so so funny. Yeah,
1: so um, (laughs) please, please, please um, make sure that you um, go to our website if you enjoyed today's episode uh, at uh, ReviewQueensPodcast.com and subscribe, Uh, share the episode with your friends and family and strangers and people you hate I don't even care if you hate them just share it please share (laughs) Share the episode Uh, post it on your social media leave us a review leave us a comment not even just a review leave us a comment if there is a show that you want us to watch to add on to our list, we will add it. Just let us know. Um, to keep up with uh, new content, make sure to follow us on Instagram at review podcast uh, review queens podcast. I'm always going to mess that up. Uh, follow us on Twitter at review review queens pod and Facebook, which is just facebook review queens uh podcast so thank you so much again for listening um and long may we reign long
0: may we reign